Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on SIF Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Seven seconds left. Tannehill will throw it, and this will end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling, oh look out, Gronkowski didn't have the angle, touchdown, oh can you drink, a miracle! Merry Christmas, you sports maniacs. It's the Sports Yak Podcast with Corey and Chuckles. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. Get ready, South Bend. Here comes Elkhart. Here's what you've been waiting for. Michal Mashahaka. Whatever. Just start the show, would you please? And good Monday morning to you. Welcome to episode 36 of Sports Yak. My name's Corey. I know nothing about sports, but I have friends that do. Hi, Bob Nagel. Morning, Corey. How you doing? <laughs> Chuck is on the road. He. Uh, this is what he told me. Yeah. He was heading to the great state of Ohio to pick up stuff for one of the twins because uh, she's ultimately going to be studying abroad mm-hmm. uh, next semester. So he needed to bring home a collection of things. I'm guessing clothing and odds and ends and whatnot. I'm so happy for my buddy because, you know, when you have six kids, you look ahead and, you know, boy, I'm going to be a busy guy. Mm-hmm. And he's getting to the point now where, you know, Peter's married and uh, Chris is out of school and Mary's teaching now. and So it's like now that he has to do these things or gets to do these things to help his kids, it's like I only have to do this a couple more times, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. remember when my daughter was down at Terre Haute, uh, and we went down and we're loading stuff up. Of course, she was on the third floor. And uh, I just kept thinking, I don't have to do this again. So <laughs> it was really good. And then she went to Ball State to get her master's. We had to go up just two flights that time. But When she went off to college, you knew she's going to be back in a couple of years. Yeah. Then when she went off to be with her fiancé, mm-hmm. her husband mm-hmm. in the future, how did you handle that? Knowing it's, that she's not coming back after that one. Well, uh, happy for her, happy for him. She married a wonderful guy. And uh, they've got their own home now, uh, bought a home and uh, redoing it and everything. They're so excited. To, they're going to host Christmas. Oh, wow. So, And they're so excited. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
So, and we're excited for them. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's different. You sound like a guy who might have a daughter getting married. Well, she left yesterday. Uh-huh. And I'll compare it to three years ago when she left for college. I knew in three years we'll get her back. She comes home. I'm getting married. Okay. So, when do we have until? And she said June of 2019. I was like, okay, that's plenty of time. Well, she took a job early. Uh-huh. And she starts today in her new town where she'll be living. Uh-huh. So she moved a little early. And so I was great all weekend uh, up until right after church yesterday, and then it really started to sink in that the baby girl is leaving the nest. Yep. And um, maybe it was uh, you know serendipity that my wife went and did grocery shopping the same time <laughs> she left. My son was up underneath the covers. He wasn't feeling well. The dog was in another room, and it gave me a chance to air my grievances <laughs> <laughs> well it is a no question it's a it's an emotional time but i think it's also uh, i always tried to make sure it was a celebration because yeah. you know ultimately we're, we're put here to, to have children raise them and then teach them how to fly and and off they go and so uh all those celebrations continue there'll be many more to come and in her life in a big wedding next year i i had a solution for you by the way next year june 24th through the 30th is a senior U.S. Open out at the Warren Golf Course. Okay. And there's going to be tents set up and all kinds of things going on. I would think that just invite everybody out there for the golf tournament <laughs> and big party. Okay, probably not. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. a check has been put in place for the round barn in Napanee <laughs> on go. the 29th. My uh, wife tweeted this out last night about an hour after Chloe left. Uh-huh. Uh, to raise a child who's comfortable enough to leave you means you've done your job. They're not ours to keep, but to teach how to soar on their own. And I was like, darn you for being so <laughs> helpful. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Daddy? Yeah. That's your little girl. Yeah. And uh, your uh, your wife will have that same thing when her little guy leaves and goes on his own someday. And I think moms are closer to their boys, and dads are always yeah. going to be wrapped around their little girl's uh, fingers. So uh, let's play a little Mills Brothers music for you. You're the end of the rainbow. Come on now. My pot of gold, your daddy's little girl. Let me just say right now, as a matter of fact, she's ready for him to leave today. (laughs) 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 Done. There you go. You you get in the trunk with your sister and go. (laughs) All right. You ready to talk some sports? I am, as a matter of fact. I saw the word hostile environment for Saturday's game. Would you concur that Toledo and Notre Dame would be hostile? There were with- some signs of hostility. Uh, okay. There were a number of signs being held up, something about Gino or Emma. Oh, really? Better, I'll take uh, one Muffet, or one Gino rather than two Muffets. Oh. Um, there were signs about uh, you couldn't beat number one, you won't beat us. Uh, you know, kind of unlimited. I mean, three or four that were I thought were a little off color, out, out of. Uh, but out taking of jabs. But they had a great, great crowd. Okay. The place holds 7,104, and they had over 6,600. Terrific. The third largest crowd ever at uh, UD, not, it's not UT Arena. It's actually the Savage Arena. <laughs> That's the name of the place. And um, Is that a company? Or is that somebody's name? It was a donor. It oh, okay. Was a donor. Savage. Uh, Savage. And uh, the folks were really great. The staff was great. They uh, helped us in. They... Uh, the, our ladies played okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still reaching out for that combination that made us special a year ago, and uh, 
and I think it's just a process. You know, it's uh, uh, last year we were so beaten up. We were, you know, like Muffet said, I couldn't make any bad substitutions. I didn't have any choices. And uh, the people got in and played hard because they knew they had to. So we were very talented. We are probably more talented than last year because we got Brianna Turner back. Mm-hmm. But Brianna Turner, you know, the year before was out with a knee injury. And we got Jessica Shepard to move in and was made eligible the first year, which was great. But they didn't play together. So we're in game number, we just completed game number eight. We're seven and one. And they're still learning how to play together and what strengths each other has and uh, offensively and defensively. And we have our three guards back. And uh, Arike gets a lot of attention. Marina gets a lot of attention. Marina's not 100% yet. She missed our first five games with a leg injury. Uh, the stamina that she needs and will develop by the season's end will come back. I mean, she's a tough as nails kid. Yeah, uh, It was good. Uh, we got Jordan uh, Nixon back. She played uh, on Saturday. But then we lost... Uh, we lost Caitlin Gilbert for the season. Her shoulder has popped out a couple of times. They're going to go ahead and repair it. And so she's gone for the year. And then uh, Danny Patterson, who's been playing pretty well as our backup, uh, our first big into the game, Danielle Patterson, uh, missed that game, might miss a couple more. She's got a little bit of a knee situation. Nothing, you know, it's going to end her season or anything like that, but it's going to take some time for her to get back to 100%. And we're waiting for Michaela Vaughn to continue her progress. She had a knee surgery last year. Missed the whole year, came back, and it's just, you know, it just takes time. And uh, so we're not maybe as deep as we thought we might be, but we will be. And uh, we're very, very talented. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, to me, it's, it's as soon as we buy into the we aspect a little bit more, uh, but we have a lot of people doing the me thing because they think it's what they need to do for us to win. And okay. we, we won the game, you know, 70, 72 56. And, uh, we, we threw, we, oh, we made some great passes. Sometimes great passes go out of bounds just off somebody's fingertips. It was a great idea, Yeah. but we had four of those. We missed four layups. I mean, you think about that, that's, uh, 16 more points. And then we, um, you know, we did shoot well. We shot over 50% from the field. I, we're going to be fine and we're not, we, we haven't hit that gear yet that we need to. And we certainly didn't against Connecticut. But we got another test coming up on January 10th against Louisville, top five team in the country, and a team that beat us twice last year. And I think our focus will be uh, a little bit sharper for that game. Is that your next game? No, no. We oh, okay. uh, we will play at home on Sunday against Binghamton. Okay. And uh, they're having a baby race. I see. Yeah, first ever, right? Yeah. Now our marketing guys. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's great. You know, and they got people calling in, signing up, or whatever. And, yeah. And. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it might be a race I could win. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, our new guy is uh, is doing a great job, uh, Josh Jamodio, and uh, he's got a lot of neat ideas. And uh, you know, something new is not a bad idea. They're still throwing the chickens around. Yeah, we're still doing those kind of things. Um, I suggested a putting contest. You know, they're going to give away some passes to the senior U.S. Open coming up next year. I said, well, how about you line up at one end of the court and you putt to the other end, and whoever gets closest. Can you imagine a ball rolling on that hardwood? <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, trying to get it to stop or get close. It could be fun anyway. Uh, I'm well, always... and because of that, use a different kind of ball. Have some fun with it. Use yeah. a uh, styrofoam or uh, you know a bowling ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get a big bertha. Uh, yeah. Two things about the women's basketball program. One, please pass along to Coach Cunningham. Very well spoken at the end of the game. Uh-huh. I heard her and you in the post. I, I thought that it was a. A great interview, a post, just and she was very honest and and gave her 
perspective. I thought, man, she she could she could uh, I think she could run with you pretty well in that capacity of a a, a color co-host kind of thing. Well, I found what she had to say, you know, great. It was great, and it was you know, it's so neat uh, things that happen during the season, and I feel compelled to write a book about last year, and I'm kind of in the process of feeling that out and yeah. get, getting going with it. So many things happen in the course of a season. Uh, walking down the hall, which is not easy for me to do with this boot on, but uh, I'll be okay. But uh, I'm walking down the hall yesterday, heading for the elevator, and Dan Cunningham, Beth's husband, was there. Mm-hmm. And out of the room comes four little swimmers. And the kids were so excited. They got to make a road trip because it was only Toledo and they could drive. And mom's staying in a hotel with a pool. We got a pool. <laughs> so the team and the coaches and everybody, we were over in another room on the other side of the hotel having breakfast and then film and everything, getting ready for the game. And when you looked out the window, you could see little Cunningham uh, children diving into the pool and dad keeping track. Okay, there's all four of them. Okay, I got it, you know. And they just had a great time. And so when Beth came up to us, um, she was not going to go back on the bus with the team. She's going back with Dan and the kids. And she was eager maybe to work out a deal where I would go back with the kids. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was uh, it was just great. And, you know, and Muffet is so aware of that because when Murph was a little guy, uh, she used to bring him to practice and he'd crawl around the floor while the kids were practicing. And then when he went to school, uh, Matt was so great about picking him up after school, bringing him to practice so he could mm-hmm. spend a little bit of time. And Murph's not the kind of guy who showed any interest. I'm like, I don't want to be a basketball player. Really, He ran track. He was a good athlete. Went to IU. He's now uh, moving to Chicago pretty soon with his career in, in business, which is going well. But she really appreciates when coaches and members of the staff have their kids with them. Yeah, bring them. You know, it's uh, it's great. And uh, and Neil Ivey did that with her little guy, Jaden, who's now 6'4 and a junior, playing for the Barry Knights, and they're number two in the state. And guess who they're playing on Tuesday night? At home the Culver Academy Eagles, and we did that game last Friday. I watched that game Saturday morning. And are they pretty good? Wow. They're number one in the state, and so they beat in Indianapolis Burbuff, who is number eight, and that keeps them number one this week. So we got number one against number two at Marion High School Tuesday night. If you're not doing anything, you want to see some really good high school basketball. T- tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yeah. Uh, you, you can get in there for five bucks or whatever. It's unbelievable. At Marion? At Marion High School. Okay. So, uh, yeah. uh, second thing yeah. uh, about women's basketball, Coach Cunningham, do you think the players handled it well after that loss? I think that, uh, well, I know that, you know, Coach was upset, and she's only upset because she knows what their capability is. Mm-hmm. And we did it for a while. You know, we didn't play well in the first, didn't shoot the ball well in the first half, and yet it was 44 or 41 at the break. And I think we kind of had an attitude, yeah, we're fine, you know. And the year before that, we were up. 10 points with seven minutes to go at Connecticut and lost by nine. Didn't just lose, lost by nine. And so we lost by 18 to Connecticut after, you know, we were down six in the uh, fourth quarter. That's a couple of three-point shots, you know, you're waiting for, and it didn't happen. And, uh, and so we, we have work to do. Uh, if, it would be one thing if Coach said, hey, we played them hard, we competed, you know. I was watching games yesterday. You know, there were teams that played well and got beat. And the coach is like, you know, we, we want to come out here and compete, and we did a good job. You know, If you're okay with that, then the coach doesn't holler too much after the game. But coach was not happy with the performance against Connecticut. And uh, we had two or three good days of practice last week, and then she said on Thursday it wasn't quite so good. You travel on Friday, you play on Saturday. We won by 16 over a good program. I mean, Toledo's a good program. And um, so you come home, and, you know, when we got back to town, somebody said, uh, didn't play well. <laughs> he won by 16. 
Uh, I thought we played it. We shot, let's say, over 50%. Our free throw shooting was good. Uh, we out-rebounded them. We did a lot of good things. You know, we're still uh, – I like this. One of the stats that I always look at is assist-to-basket ratio. Okay. If you have – let's say you have 30 baskets. That's 60 points. And if you had five three-pointers, not at 65, and if you made a dozen free throws, you're up to 77. And, you know, we average about 85 points a game. So when you work the numbers, if we have 30 baskets, I'd like just to see us uh, maybe have 17 or 18 assists, a little over half. And I think we had seven assists on 29 baskets on Saturday. Um, we are that good. We can score without the assists, but the assists make you really hard to stop. So, we'll, you know, we'll get there. We, we had some of those games last year. We had uh, uh, situations last year with all the injuries where we uh, – you know, we lost Lily Thompson uh, at the Wake Forest game, and she had been in for 14 games. The day she got hurt, Cat Westfeld came back. How does that work? You know, a little divine intervention. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, this year, first three games, we're without Marina Mabry, and Jordan Nixon starts and does well. And she gets a concussion against DePaul. Two games later, Marina comes back. You know, and that was out in uh, Vancouver. She came back and played well. She's played well for three games now and i think she's going to continue to do that but uh again it's uh when you're when you're elite when you're a special program you gotta really hunker down on the things that make you elite and uh so if you get a chance to play connecticut again in tampa in the final four which is likely the only place we'd play them again that'd be fun but i you know there was a team right behind us number three in the polls last week the oregon ducks Mm -hmm. got beat yesterday in a road game at Michigan State. And, you know, maybe you didn't show up. Maybe you weren't. The coach afterwards was saying that, you know, we I told him at halftime, we can't play like this and win anywhere. So they got beat at Michigan State. So number three team tumbled. And um, we'll see. And they're a very good program, very good team. But uh, you, you got to play every game. Uh, I don't know if, did you stay up Saturday night watching Notre Dame men? I uh, made it to 930. Yeah. And then I said, I'll read about it in the papers the next morning. Yeah. And uh, you said something early on just now about the women I think would, would fit r- appropriately. They're still learning to play with each other. Yeah. I mean, e- it's easy to rip them apart and go, what's going on? It's a young team. Yeah. I mean, let's start there. Uh, well, we have, you know, we have four, well, we have five, uh, we have four seniors and a junior in their starting lineup. But when you put a freshman in there to run key minutes at the point, yeah, it takes some adjustment. Yeah. You know? And, uh, Last year, one of the things like uh, Marina and uh, Enrique were saying, they had to play 38 minutes a game last year because of our limited numbers. They loved it. You know, when you're in Little League and the coach comes down in the fifth inning and says, hey, uh, Nagel got to take you out and put Johnson in because everybody has to play. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, you know, I want to play the whole game. Uh, we had to play the whole game last year, and they loved it because every time they went down the floor, they knew where everybody was going to be. And now they're playing maybe 31 minutes a game where we're trying to work Abby Prohaska in there. He's got a big upside to her, Daniel Cosgrove. We've got some kids that, you know, the coach is very aware. Number one, these kids have to get better because they're going to be playing next year. But number two, what if somebody gets hurt? Yeah. You know, you got to have somebody to put in there. Daniel Patterson's been playing really well for us. Now she's got a knee situation, but I think she'll be back soon. Uh, again, it was good to see Jordan Nixon back on the floor. She's a real heady player and uh, big Big future ahead of her. Uh, but, you know, we're going to lose. Uh, we've got a couple of milestones coming up. Uh, for example, in the Binghamton game, Arike Gumbawale is eight points away from 2,000 for her career. Okay. Now, the all-time record is 2,357 by Skylar Diggins. 
Uh, if Arike continues what she's averaging now, she'll beat that record by about 150 points. So Arike's, you know, going to be the all-time scorer at Notre Dame. And she's going over 2,000 points on Sunday this coming week with the regular game. I think that's it. I mean, she'd be the fifth player ever to go over 2,000. And it puts her in pretty elite company, which we know she is. You know, she does great things. Uh, Marina Mabry's over 1,000. Brianna Turner's over 1,000. Shepard's uh, maybe going to get close to 2,000 in her career, not all at Notre Dame. And then, uh, you know, Jackie Young's going to go over 1,000 probably in two games. She's uh, about 40 points short of two, of, of 1,000 as a junior. So we've got some really prolific players who are on this team. Uh, what are you going to do next year, Coach? You know, you got Jackie Young coming back. She'll be your leading scorer. But uh, Caitlin Gilbert was looking like she would be one of the players coming to be one of our shooters next year. Uh, Daniel Patterson, Michaela Vaughn. Uh, could be adequate inside, could be good inside, but we, uh, you know, we're probably looking for another big and and for our younger players to get more experience. So uh, I would tell our our fans for Notre Dame women's basketball, uh, nobody cheered harder or longer or better than our fans did when we won the championship last year. The kids need you behind them, stay behind them, and uh, and this will get better as it goes along. I loved the uh, I I stuck with the Indiana Louisville game. That was a nail biter right down uh-huh. to the the final, literally final seconds. They'll go down to Indianapolis uh, this next weekend to take on Butler. Notre Dame's a part of that. Yeah. Crosstown. Tra- Crosstown Classic. Crosstown. So it'll be uh, Purdue and Notre Dame? Notre Dame, Purdue. Okay. And Purdue got beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I felt so bad because Kentucky and Louisville both lo- I didn't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> they both lost. I didn't either. And then Gonzaga, number one team in the country, lost to Tennessee yesterday. So there's a lot of really great things going on with uh, with college basketball. But the Notre Dame men's team lost on a buzzer beater, off-balance, three-point prayer by the UCLA guy. And Notre Dame had played really well, led by five with a couple of minutes to go. They're getting close. Mike Bray's finding some pieces, and I think it's going to be a fun fun team to watch. And, uh, of course, I don't know if you heard about the hockey team. Gave up a, a touchdown and a safety. Uh, got beat by Penn State 9-1 to Saturday night. Ooh. Only reason I bring it up is it ended a seven-game winning streak. Oh, okay. And they're up to number five in the country. It's a great hockey program. They're going to be playing outside, by the way, uh, on January 5th against the Michigan Wolverines in Notre Dame Stadium. Let's segue into the NFL. When I saw the final seconds of the Dolphins-Patriots game, (laughs) that's when I knew the Bears were going to beat the Rams later that night. I'm telling you. When stuff like that's happening. That can't happen, can it? A, if you haven't seen it yet, go to Twitter or whatever and watch the final four seconds of the Dolphins uh, Patriots, which wow, wow, wowie, wow, wow. Yeah. What else? Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a big day yesterday. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers with their new head coach played very well. And, um, and uh, they did a lot of good things. Most though. consecutive pass attempts without an interception. That's his uh, new record. What was he, about 400? Mm, let's see here. Tom Brady... Uh, became the league's all-time leader in touchdown passes, regular season, and playoffs combined, mm-hmm. beating uh, Horsehead. And then, uh, but they got beat by the Dolphins. They got beat by the Dolphins. <laughs> and the uh, the Dallas Cowboys went to overtime against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oof. And they're throwing a pass late in the game, and the guy from the Eagles breaks on the ball. Looks like he might have a pick or at least knock it down. He flips the ball up in the air. It deflects off of him, goes up in the air. The guy from the Cowboys catches it and walks in for the winning touchdown. I mean, there were some things going on yesterday that were uh, just fantastic. But that's, you know, like that Miami play. You know, even halfway through the play, go get a sandwich because this isn't going to happen. 
And then the guy gets down there where he's got an angle toward the end zone. And who's who's the last guy to stop him? Gronkowski, the tight end from New England, was out on the field. The star. And they put him out there because if they throw a Hail Mary pass, he's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He can get, get in there and knock it down. So he was back there, and he, this guy breaks on him, and uh, he about fell over. But it was just, I mean, you, you'd, you'd have to write a script and you get that to happen. It just doesn't happen. But it happened, and uh, that's why... Uh, Anything can happen. It's prime time. I'm out watching. I'm going to show out. I don't have a choice. You get all day to rest and hang out and watch Spice Adams videos on Instagram. And then listen, I get up, I get, I get here early, I get rubbed out. I just have a great day. So, Spice Adams, what did you say not check? <laughs> I'm done. Great job. I was in pain last night, of course, so we've already heard my emotional distraught from yes. yesterday. So I did attempt to watch some of the, the game last night, but I, I was happy waking up to a, a Bears win over the Rams of all oh, yeah. all teams. 15-6. to six. Chuck would say the best in the league. Well, best in the division by two games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Bears are really exciting to watch. Their defense is, is good. You win championships with defense. I don't know if this is a championship team because they do make some mistakes. They threw three interceptions yesterday, Yeah, which probably kept them from scoring, say, 30 points, 29 points. But the defense was good enough that six won the game, and that reminds me of '85. You know when they had that dominant defense, mm-hmm. and they had uh, you know, like seven All Pros on their defense. Uh, Jim McMahon was a quarterback, and everybody said, "Oh, what a great quarterback!" He led the Bears to a championship. If we scored seven or ten points, that game was over back in the day. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of games they won that year: seventeen to three, seventeen to six, maybe twenty-one to ten. But nobody scored many points on that Bears defense, and they're not scoring many on this one. And uh, Good team. Shout out to my brother-in-law and his wife. They went to Chicago over the weekend uh, to celebrate their birthdays and went to the Bulls game on Saturday. Uh-huh. Some tickets were available. <laughs> That's what they lost by. Oh, my. 133-77, to 77, booed off the floor. Uh, Chuck had a, a news story about it this morning in sports about the team having a meeting with the management. It's like, okay, the guy, the coach has been there for three games. Yeah. But you lost by 56 points, not him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would just like to say that. It, uh, it's, uh, it, it it hurts me because John Paxson is the president of the Bulls. Yes. He's tried to do the best he can over many years. Obviously, when you're past the Michael Jordan era, it's tough to uh, live up to expectations. But um, there's such an urgency to win. And you make some moves. You trade some players. You, you cut some players. uh it's just really hard in the NBA because I don't know if you heard, but everybody there is good. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the the other team, uh, Lou Holtz used to say, uh, you know, you're looking at a secondary at uh, one of the Division One schools, you say, they got two guys that are going to play on Sunday, but they got two who won't. Why won't they? Guy breaks late on the ball, guy's not quite as quick. But when you play in the pros, as Joe Montana found out, when he got to the 49ers, the first scrimmage he was in, he threw seven passes, and five of them were intercepted. And in the pros, they don't try to intercept the ball. They're paid to intercept the ball if you make a mistake. And Joe made some mistakes. And, and Bill Walsh uh, told Sam Weiss, the quarterback coach, he said, would you take Mr. Montana off the side and teach him how to play football? In other words, the stuff you got away with on Saturday, college football, mm-hmm. ain't happening here. fly on Sunday. And, uh, and so you, you really have to respect the fact that you know, you're playing in a professional league. The Bulls are playing against a team with 12 guys getting paid to play basketball. Now, they're paying them to play basketball as well. But every time you show up, and 
you know, sometimes if you, you battle, you might have a good two-week period. Yeah, we lost four games by five points, and we lost one at the buzzer, and we won one over, you know, one of the bad How's it going? Well, you're one and five. That, that two-week period, and you felt pretty good about it because those other guys are good. Good afternoon, guys. This is Derek once again coming to you from Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart, Indiana. We're gearing up for the Christmas season. We figure you guys probably are also out shopping, also getting those last-minute gifts. A couple weeks until Christmas, so get out and get your shopping done. Um, we do have a sale going on right now on some of our uh, Liquid Blue brand tie-dye t-shirts. $10 right now. So 10 bucks for a shirt, and they're available in sizes extra large all the way up to 8X. So this is a Kiss Destroyer. This does glow in the dark. All the things that you see that are white here uh, glow in the dark, available to an 8X. ACDC, a couple different Led Zeppelin t-shirts. Grateful Dead, we've got two different Grateful Dead shirts. And then we have two different Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Can You See Me? And then another one that's called Purple Haze, I believe. So if you come out to our store here in Elkhart, um, you can find those uh, just on the rack. You can ask if you can't find them. We'll be more than happy to, to show those to you. You can also shop online, bigandtalloutlet.com. You can shop there. And if you can't find what you're looking for, you can always give us a call. Our number is 574-293-0111. And you guys have a Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you later on. Let's end on this. Uh, I know you love baseball. I do. Lee Smith and Harold Baines. Members of the baseball Hall of Fame. Thoughts? Uh, a couple things popped into my head. One was Harold Baines. We went to opening day at White Sox Park back in the day when I might have been affiliated with another station. Okay. And we'd go up and we'd get passes. We'd go down the field and you're doing interviews. And Harold Baines was one of the older guys on the team. He was probably 37, 38 years old for the White Sox who had a young team. And I said, you feel a responsibility to kind of be a, a leader, kind of a, a guy that you know sets the tone for the team? And he said, no. I get paid to play baseball. I play my position. I bat when I bat. That's not my job. And I, you know, I just thought, like, really? I mean, even if you're gonna give the local media guys some baloney, just oh yeah, we're looking forward to it, you know. But he didn't, and it was like, this is business. I get paid to do what I do. If the team doesn't rally around me or what I do, don't blame me. I'm not the leader. So that was my Harold Bain story. Um, I did uh, interview Lee Smith at the Cubs caravan out at St. Adalbert's one year. And they would always come through, you know, before the season. And they had a group of players and, and people. And they said, who do you want to interview? And I said, I'd like to talk with Lee Smith in the first half hour. And then I'd like to talk to Jack Brickhouse in the second half hour. And uh, so when Lee Smith came out for the first half hour, went over and shook his hand, his, his hand was not attached to his forearm. Like, all the cartilage and everything in his wrist didn't exist. I mean, that hand moved side to side and up and down. And you think about a guy throwing a ball 100 miles an hour, coming over the top and snapping that wrist right. all those years. I mean, this thing was like like fluid. And he was a big, strong, strapping guy, a wonderful guy, and a great, uh, great uh, asset for the Cubs for many years. But I do remember shaking his hand and thinking to myself, guy needs a little surgery, but that's – one of the reasons I suppose that he threw the ball so fast. The other guy, Jack Brickhouse was my boyhood idol growing up in Ottawa, Illinois. And, um, you know, he broadcast cub games for years when the Cubs were 10th in a 10 team division. And, uh, every day, welcome to the friendly confines, everybody. The Cubs and Cardinals going to go at it this afternoon. The Cubs 24 games out of first place, the Cardinals 25 and a half out, but you can throw those records right out the window. These two are going to, man, you're all sweaty. 
Yeah. You know, this game means nothing. And this guy sold that team 162 times a year, loved the Cubs, loved Chicago. He was from Peoria, Illinois, was hired originally as a staff announcer at WGN. So what do you do? Well, we're going to do man-in-the-street interviews. So they would Jack would have a microphone out on the street and uh, and Jack, uh, who do you got there? I got Bill Smith here from Mentone, Indiana. He's uh, visiting Chicago. What do you think about the new cost of eggs this week? Uh, you know, whatever it was. And uh, you do man in the street interviews. And then uh, they got a contract to do professional wrestling. Well, who's going to do it? Well, Jack's our announcer. Oh, here we go. Oh, gorgeous George. Oh, there's a boot up under the heart. Oh, down he goes. You know, and so he's doing wrestling. Well, then they get the Cubs contract. Well, who's going to do it? Well, Jack will. He's our announcer. So that happened with Cubs. That happened with White Sox. That happened with the Bears. Now, here's a guy doing Chicago Bears. And who's going to do color with them? Irv Kupsonen. Irv Kupsonen was their Hollywood reporter. But he worked for the Tribune, and it wouldn't cost him much to get him to go do the game and do the game with Jack. And and I've sat with Jack over the year, got to know him, and uh, uh, he was telling the story. And uh, this was a true story. When I was in high school, we were out playing touch football on a Sunday. And when the game got over, I, I was in Mark News' car, a blue Maverick. And those days, you took the radio thing and you had to twist it like this to get it to tune in. Okay. He goes, what are you doing? So I want to hear what the, you know, what's going on with the Bears. And so I turn on, and there's Jack Brickhouse on the air. The Bears with the ball, first down and 10 at the 49ers, 25-yard line. Can Cannon brings him up. He's got Gordon split wide to the right side. Sarah's and Piccolo in the backfield, and there's a handoff up the middle. Oh, wait a minute, Cap, wait a minute. It looks like there's going to be a walk-off against the Bears. And Irv Cups and it says, I didn't see a flag, Jack. All right, Cup, here's the walk-off against the Bears. 5, 10, 15, 15, 20, 30, (laughs) 40, a 50-yard walk-off against the Bears. What did they do to deserve this murder? And Cups says, still haven't seen a flag, Jack. Wait a minute, Cup, here's the indication from the referee. That was the end of the third quarter. I swear to God. <laughs> we, we stopped the car. We got out. We rolled out of the ground. It was just hilarious. But, you know, why was Jack Brickhouse doing the Bears games? He was their staff announcer. Bears, and Bulls, Bulls Cubs, Cubs, Sox. Sox. I mean, Man. He, he did many years where he did a Cub game in the afternoon, a White Sox game at night. And uh, so uh, any of us in the business who want to whine about driving to Culver to do a game and then driving over to Toledo to do a game and then drive back, you know what? kind of what you do and where does harry carey fit in uh, the brick house well, legacy is he before or after uh he was uh they hired a guy named milo hamilton to follow jack Brickhouse. okay and uh, a guy named jim dowdell who was the uh, tribune broadcasting president went to a party one night and harry carey was there and he said what would it take to get you to leave the white Sox and come over to the cubs you know? so harry's ah, cold beer and uh, you know whatever and um so he came over and milo was here for a year working with jack and eager to take over and be the cubs and what a wonderful gentleman mm-hmm. nice man and so uh, he got lined up with uh, uh harry Carey was brought over and they said here's what we're going to do we're going to have harry do uh the first three innings and milo will do the first three on radio and then harry will do have three innings off milo will come in and do three innings of baseball on tv and then milo will go back to radio and, and milo's like what are you talking about i gave up my job with the Houston Astros as their main guy to come here. And now you tell me I got to split and do radio. That's not, you know, that's not what I was brought here for. Well, we got a chance to get Harry Carey, you know, and good ratings and all whatever. And so I interviewed Milo on opening day. So 
Milo, you got to be excited about the season. Well, I'm right here to do play by play on television. I'm not, you know, boy, he went right. Like, <laughs> he wanted an audience, you know. And I felt so bad for him. But he did wind up going to the Atlanta Braves. And he was the guy who got to make the call. There's a new home run king in baseball, and his name is Henry Aaron. So he got to do that call. Okay. So you never know how it's going to work out. You got to have a faith, a trust, and belief. And uh, was that Lou? A little bit. What's he doing here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, some uh, some great service. Really happy about Lee Smith. Just a just a wonderful, wonderful guy, and uh, did a great job with the Cubs and uh, Harold Baines, Hal Baines, number three. You know, he, he went on to coach with the White Sox for a while, and uh, uh, he was uh, when they didn't have many highlights. There was usually a Harold Baines uh, homer in there somewhere. So okay, did a good job. So tomorrow night it's Culver Academy in Marion. You guys That's, will call that game on TV. Uh, no. No, it's not televised. It's kind of a midweek thing. We usually do our games on Friday, but I tell you what, if you got five bucks, do yourself a favor. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a big crowd. There's a lot of schools aren't playing, so most of the other schools will come. And Marion played Culver last year in the sectional championship. Culver won the game by a free throw. A foul was called with less than a second left on the clock. Okay. And, uh, and then Culver went on to win the state championship. So, uh, so what do you got Friday night? Friday night, we're going to be down in Plymouth. And the Northwood Panthers, who got knocked off over the weekend, are going to be taking on Plymouth, who's lost a couple, but they start off 4-0. and And it's always fun to be down there because that's a great environment. You know, they did a great job at Culver. They nearly packed the uh, fleet uh, arena down there. And um, it'll be the same way at Plymouth. I mean, there are people that, you know, why are you sitting there? I've sat here for 37 years. You know, nobody sits in my seat. And uh, they, they love their Plymouth uh, Pilgrims. You know, they put the Rockies away after football. They become the Pilgrims. And uh, they're taking on the Northwood Panthers. It's a Northern Lakes Conference clash, which will usually mean something toward the end of the season. It's good to have a game like that this early. So we're excited about that. You know what I love about working here? What's that? If Chuck's not here, I got Papa Nagel ready to rock some stories hey. and go. It's, it's fun. Got- By the way, this could be one of the top 36 shows ever. Uh, hey, I'll show you the numbers. When you're on, things happen. <laughs> things things joggle loose, Tiger. Well, hey, listen. I appreciate you. Hug hug that girl in your mind every chance you get because, uh, man, what a what a great young lady. And uh, yeah, she's uh, just think about her being out in the front of that the Titanic ship, leaning over the rail, and, and here I go, Dad. Yeah, I'm gonna fly. So now I'm down here going. <laughs> <laughs> where's, my, where's my baby? Her, I can't float this long. <laughs> Uh, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Sports Yak. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Sports Yak is on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. This is Jimmy Shorts. Not good. I don't care what the neighbors say. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.